Hello and welcome to Inside Intercom. I'm Liam Geraghty. We're in the middle of an incredible wave of AI innovation. And as a result, we hear lots about what ChatGPT can do and which industry is going to be upended first. But while the world focuses on the technology itself, far less attention has been given to the way the users of these chatbots feel about them. What do people really think of customer service chatbots and the new generation of AI bots transforming the space? Well, here at Intercom, we conducted user research to find out how users are adapting to these bots. And that's what we're going to hear about today. I'm joined by two of our senior product researchers, Sophie Woods and Cormac O'Dwyer. You're both very welcome to the show. So just to kick off, what prompted you to conduct this user research on customer attitudes towards AI chatbots in the first place? I guess we, we spent a lot of time talking to Intercom's customers, but from the point of view of chatbots in particular, from one perspective, I guess they're not the main user of chatbots. Like, yeah, of course, customer service teams are the ones that buy them and set them up and report on them and all that. But the majority of the interactions are actually end users, right? Like our customers, customers. And of course, we know as well that our customers care a lot about their customers. Like that's one of the main reasons that they buy a tool like Intercom is because they want to provide a great kind of end user experience. So the more you can kind of understand about that or like close that gap, the better. I suppose that's been all true forever, but then ChatGPT happened. And of course, like there's a lot being talked about AI in general, but from what we were seeing, it was almost all from kind of an industry perspective or from businesses perspectives. But as like our customers, customers are the ones who are going to be interacting with this stuff. We really wanted to get their take too. I guess the other kind of angle on this is the distinction between those two groups is not that clear, really. Like we have like... Everyone who works in customer service is also kind of a customer service user, right? And we know that for Finn, for example, part of like starting with Finn or evaluating Finn is actually just interacting with it like you would as an end user. So there's a lot of overlap there. And if customer service folks are out interacting with other chatbots, like they're kind of forming their own impressions and their expectations based on that. So they're going to bring that to how they think about Intercom too. There's probably like one more thing I can add there, which is I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in like this small corner of the internet or a small corner of the world that us and our customers live in. You know, like we've been talking about versions of AI bots and chatbots for years. And while ChatGPT has recently kind of like catapulted to technology, the notion of AI bots feels kind of normal to us and some of our more progressive forward-thinking customers. So I think if we don't get out there and speak to end users, which is essentially just like the general public about their perceptions of AI bots then we risk seeing the lens through this very unrealistic modern world that we live in, which as researchers is really what we try and avoid. So what do, you know, or how do customers perceive, you know, traditional chatbots and you know, what are the main reasons for like their negative sentiment? Well, perception is not great, as you, as you mentioned, or it's made me more accurate to say it's very, very mixed, right? So I think to be fair, like a traditional chatbot, if it works for you and, and it gets you the, the help that you need, that's fine, right? And sometimes if it works well, it can actually even be better than, than waiting for a human. It can be faster, can be simpler. And for some folks, it like takes kind of social anxiety out of the equation. I guess the problem is a lot of the time they don't work very well in practice. There's a lot of terrible ones out there. Probably all of us have had a really frustrating interaction with a chatbot and our participants had exactly the same kind of problem, right? Or have had the similar experiences. So I guess... For a traditional like keyword-based bot, the way folks described it is it's like kind of trying to crack a code almost. Like you're trying to communicate with this thing. It only understands things in a certain way. 
but you don't know the rules, right? And there's no rule book that you can reference. So you have to just kind of, through trial and error, hope for the best. And it always feels a bit like a shot in the dark. So that can be kind of exasperating. So that's kind of the frustrating aspect of it. I guess like the other aspect of it is you might not necessarily associate a chatbot with helping you, right? Sometimes there's this sense that the chatbot's there to help the business. I guess typically that would look on the back end like a triage bot or whatever can help you kind of get routed to the right person. That helps the business, but it doesn't necessarily help you as a customer or as an end user. So that's not necessarily frustrating, but it's not fun either, right? Like it's not, there's nothing helpful about that necessarily for you. So one participant described it as like getting past a gatekeeper, which really stuck with me. So yeah, it can be frustrating. It can also just be like, okay, something I have to get through, but doesn't necessarily add value to me. The social anxiety point is actually really interesting because it's so funny. Like I'm the kind of person who's still happy to chat to people on the phone, but like so many people aren't these days. Yeah, for sure. It's a millennial thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. And then even on the, like you say, it's almost like a puzzle kind of like, yeah, anytime I've interacted with a chatbot, it's funny. You're just like trying to come up with these prompts that like you hope it will like, hopefully this will get me over the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to figure out their language and speak it, which is hard to do when you don't know what their language is, you know? Absolutely. And it can also, I guess, feel a bit like you're the one doing all the work, right? And it should be like a normal kind of conversation. Like this is a two-way conversation, but this is just like all the work is is kind of the end user and the bot just says, no, didn't get it. <laughs> Computer says no. So could you tell me like some of the insights that, you know, your research presented, I suppose, about how customers feel about AI chatbots? Of course, yeah. I think in short, like the one sentence soundbite is that they're seen as better than non-AI or more traditional chatbots. It really does seem like, AI is helping to change perceptions of chatbots. And that seems to be happening like quite quickly. So that's kind of for a bunch of reasons. When we talk to customers about like, what do you expect it would be like to interact with an AI chatbot or a GPT powered chatbot? There are a bunch of things that make them think the experience would be more positive. So one of them is that they actually expect that the AI bot would better understand them compared to traditional bots. And if the bot is able to understand you better, that kind of has a few positive knock-on effects. Like, okay, well, I'm going to be able to communicate with them more efficiently and effectively. Coming back to what Cormac was saying about, like, you having to figure out how to speak to the bot, is kind of like that disappears a little bit when we think about the world of AI bots. And if you're able to communicate more effectively with the bot, you're less likely to have this, like, deeply frustrating experience where you're banging your head against a brick wall and not getting anywhere. Another expectation we've seen is that customers expect an AI powered bot to be fast. There's a real sense of like, okay, this is automation. So why would it be anything other than immediate? You know, like it doesn't really have to do human thinking to help me out. And also we heard that AI or GPT powered bots are expected to have like a higher likelihood of returning a helpful answer. And I think this is because GPT has proven so far to be pretty good. And the people we've spoken to about this are familiar with the concept of ChatGPT and they realize that it's kind of like a leap in how AI can help us. So their experiences with interacting with it have been good. And that kind of translates to how they would expect a chatbot to then be able to use that technology. I guess like, you know, AI has intelligence in the name. And so there is an expectation it would be more capable than the previous version of a bot. And I think all of these positive connotations, the way that customers spoke about this, it seems like they're more willing to engage with an AI bot compared to a traditional bot, just because ultimately they think they have more like luck with it and more success. So I suppose like what we're hearing is that 
like on the whole, people aren't super freaked out by this. It's not like, whoa, keep the chatbots away from me. I don't want it to kind of read my mind and take over the world. Instead, they're actually like leaning into it and feeling more optimistic about how it's going to positively impact their customer service experience. Yeah, I was just thinking about like, you know, when you use a traditional chatbot and like you've given it all your information and then it can't help you, but then like to go on to, to be passed on to, you know, a human it asks you all the same questions again, or at least I've had that experience. And it's just like, what is going on? It's like Groundhog Day. It's like, let's just do this all <laughs> over again. Were there any like concerns raised by customers about AI chatbots, you know, and, and, and on that actually, how they feel about like the availability of humans? So actually, yeah, the availability of humans, that's kind of one of the biggest concerns that we heard coming from people who will be dealing with AI bots. So at the moment, as Cormac mentioned, end users are kind of familiar with the limitations of traditional bots, meaning that they're aware that bots are usually the first step in some kind of longer process that eventually puts them in touch with a human. Like the bot is there to kind of triage whether it's successful or not, but ultimately they get to access a human. And that's the expectation. In contrast, they're less familiar with the intended role of an AI-powered bot. And there's concern there that these bots will actually work differently. The concern being that they would get stuck trying to resolve an issue with a bot that can't understand them or can't empathize with them. And there's no other outlet. Like when people speak with customer service or when we, when we speak to people about their customer service experiences, you realize that actually like being able to convey emotions and frustrations is a really core part of that experience. People just ultimately like want to feel heard and even better if they feel that like because of the frustration that they were able to convey the human on the other end gives them some flexibility with like a policy. So like, oh, because I can feel this has been really crap for you, here, I have 10% off. Like we've all experienced that. And it's like, oh, okay, you're listening to the fact that I suffered. In this new world, there's a fear that, okay, well, what if the AI bot doesn't let me do that? What if it doesn't let me speak to a human? Like, okay, the AI bot speaks like a human and it thinks like a human. Has it replaced the option to actually speak to a human? So that's something that came up a lot. And actually just knowing that there is the option to speak to a human, like literally having the button, like, forward me to a human puts people at ease. So I think that's a really powerful thing you can do to help people trust an interaction with an AI bot. That's so funny is uh, I'm thinking about like our exposure to AI a lot has been in pop culture and movies and TV, you know what I mean? And AI has like never been like a good thing in, you know, in movies. I'm thinking of like specifically in 2001, A Space Odyssey, when the astronaut is stuck outside the ship and he's asking the AI bot to uh, open the pod bay doors and the, is just like, I'm afraid I can't do that. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah, that's really poor, poor customer service there. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned trust there. Like, Could you explain like the role of trust and, and, and confidence in customer interactions with AI chatbots and you kind of mentioned it there, but how the option to escalate to a human agent can affect customer trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there are a few things going on. I think a lot of it relates to customers' past experiences talking to bots and how like, there's nothing more frustrating than getting stuck in that doom loop where you can't progress. And maybe there is a future where like AI bots have become so good that end users have forgotten about that world where bots were rubbish. And actually, like they don't feel they need the reassurance of like a human waiting in the waiting in the wings at all times to swoop in. But for now, that isn't the case. Like the mental models are that like bots can be really difficult. And so the option to speak to a human, I think builds trust in two ways. Like not only in the bot itself, that it kind of communicates that the bot knows its own limits and the bot knows that at some point it may not be able to help you anymore. But I think it also like helps customer understand that the company they're dealing with 
is trustworthy because the company is saying, like, we understand that actually some issues just need a human touch and a bot can't do that right now, whether that is because your issue is just too complex and nuanced for a bot to help you with or because the issue requires empathy and understanding. So I think there's like two angles of trust there. One is like, I need to trust that I can speak to a human because the bot might not be able to solve my problem. And the other is like, I need to trust that the company understands this about my experience. Maybe one thing to add there as well, and Sophie mentioned this earlier, but it struck me that like a bunch of the people that we spoke to were already using things like ChatGPT in their in their daily lives. So yes, they've seen like the the movies with the terrible uh, kind of dystopian AI presence in them, but like in their day to day lives, these are kind of helpful tools, right? That they're using and that they're helping them. You know, they're not locking them out of spaceships. They're helping them like rewrite an email or like answer questions at work or, or whatever it is. So I guess like that that's helping build some trust as well and sort of adding to the mix that that is chatbots, AI and human support, right? 100%. Sophie, I've, I've never heard that phrase doom loop before, but I'm going to be remembering that. There you go. Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know that episode two of Offscript, our new series of candid conversations with Intercom, all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing, is out now on YouTube. Here's a teaser featuring our chief product officer, Paul Adams, discussing AI-first customer service. The best place for me to start is that technology only moves in one direction. Once you go through these like before-after moments, you never go back. AI has clearly already shown us that it can help in transformational ways. It has given us a new way to do customer service. And that new way is AI first. The business that provides incredible customer service is the business that will win. And the earlier that people lean into this completely new mindset, the earlier they can deliver this incredible holy grail type of customer experience, it's a huge opportunity for businesses to literally change how people think about them. It's just a matter of time. That's all to come on episode two of Offscript. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel right now, and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. And so then finally, I suppose, like, how do you see customer expectations evolving, you know, as they become more accustomed to interacting with these AI chatbots? And is there any, like, future research areas that you plan exploring in around this field? I love this part. There's, yeah, definitely a bunch of questions here, I think, that, that are still on our minds. Like, I think one thing that I, I'm finding really interesting is, like, the people that we're talking to, they're, they're not AI experts, right? They're just ordinary, ordinary folks. And it's interesting to see how like their mental models of AI are like kind of updating unevenly in a way or their, their mental models like, like all of us, I guess, are updating un- unevenly. And so, yes, there's this expectation that an AI based chatbot is like more intelligent, more helpful, probably going to understand my language better. But in practice, there's like we saw a minority of folks who were still kind of stuck in a kind of a keyword based interaction pattern. Right. Like so a, a small number of folks that we saw interact by just inputting like one or two keywords, something like just billing or account update and and hoping for the best. It's like they're porting that over from their kind of historical interaction pattern. So I'm really curious to see like how quickly that will change. Like when we get to the nuts and bolts, like will there be folks that just like continue with the kind of older way of interacting or as this becomes like a more common interaction pattern, like across contexts, are people going to like learn this as a skill, right? Like how quickly will people develop a sense for like the right like the the limits of of ai right um so i guess we'll see we'll see how that goes but really curious to watch that one 
I think another thing at play there is like something we're really interested to see in terms of like future research and how it evolves is what's going on in the market. We're really curious about how that will impact the general public's like expectations. We're undoubtedly going to see a lot of AI bots introduced to the market in the very near future. And I think we can be quite sure that the quality of them is going to be hit and miss. Some will be super impressive. Some will be super frustrating. And like, will people have experiences with poor quality AI bots? And will that damage their expectations going forward? Or will we see that their expectations become really high because people end up having these like really great interactions with great AI bots and that continues to like increase the number of use cases of AI bots and basically overall improve expectations. I think we don't really know where the market is going to go on that one. And perhaps it depends on the volume of like good versus bad AI bots that are released into the market. <laughs> so maybe time will tell. Well, Sophie Corbett, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Liam. That was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. My thanks to Intercom senior product researchers Sophie Woods and Cormac O'Dwyer. If you'd like to find out more about our chatbot, Finn, just go to intercom.com forward slash Finn for all the details. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. This is Inside Intercom.